What's the information security professional's perspective on security and business contingency planning? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Michael Cease, who's an information security professional with a large Midwestern financial institution, and he's authored two books. One, Scrappy Information Security, which is already out, and the other, Scrappy Business Contingency Planning, which is coming out soon. Michael, congratulations and thank you for joining me. Yeah, appreciate it. Glad to be here. Just for some context, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with your bank, please? Okay, well, I've been here, uh, employed here for about five years in-house as a, an information security professional and also a few years ago started branching out into the, the privacy profession because it's closely aligned with security. There are some differences, but uh, it, it's closely aligned with, with that discipline. Uh, before that, I actually had worked here as a consultant doing some contingency planning projects for them as well, so that's where I actually got my start in uh, contingency planning. Uh, in my current role, they said I'd, I'd done a lot of security policy and awareness, and also doing, right now, the role is kind of morphed into a little bit of more just general risk ma management. That's probably the best way to say what I do. So tell us about your books. The information security one's been out for a while now, and business contingency planning is coming out. What can you tell us? Well, the, the, my goal in writing the information security book was... Both books really have one common constituency, one common reader in mind, and that is the person who works at a corporation and needs to try to implement either an information security program or a business contingency planning program. And it really just gives you a nuts and bolts from the grounds up, here are some things to cover. What's different about the information security book is it also, though, can be read by, the, as I say in the introduction, you know, anyone who has a computer that's connected to the Internet and does online banking and reads email, which is everybody, sure. because there are all sorts of threats out there. So it provides real-world good advice in terms that humans can understand. It's not what I call the propeller head stuff. I used to be a computer programmer, so I can call myself a propeller head. But it's not the stuff that's supposed to make your head explode. I do go into some technical details, but then I come back with what I call, there's a section in the information security book called What It Means, and it gives a real-world analogy to say, you know, think of the real world. You know, think of your IP address as being like your cell phone number. It's tied to your cell phone, and wherever that cell phone is, it identifies you. Much like your laptop computers, there's a card in it, your LAN card. It's got a unique number on it that, no matter where in the world it is, that number is your computer. And I just I make real world analogies like that so that the average person can understand. Oh, so that's why I have to use good passwords. That's why I shouldn't send sensitive information in an email. So what's the scrappy element of these books, Michael? Well, the reason it's scrappy is this. I have a, a good, dear friend who uh, lives in Redwood City, California, near San Francisco. And uh, the last time my wife and I had visited, she published a book called Scrappy Project Management. She's a, a self-employed, motivational speaker, project manager. And she had signed a deal with a local publisher called Happy About, who does business books, and they created the scrappy line, which just the idea behind the scrappy line is it's very informal, it's very conversational, they're kind of short, it's about 200 pages, so it's you know, not some huge ponderous tome that's going to take you months and months to get through. The idea was just to keep it lighthearted and just talk to people like you and I are talking right now. We didn't want to make it read like a college textbook. Sure. What reaction have you received from the book, especially from your core audience? Um, so far, so good. It's gotten some nice reviews uh, posted up on Amazon, and also I had a nice write-up by Security Management Magazine which is the publication of the 
ASIS, which I always mess this up. It's something like the American Society of Industrial Security, but they gave it a nice write-up because one of the things that they pointed out was the book succeeds in doing what it sets out to do, just explaining real-world information security concepts, the things people need to know in ways they can understand. And the contingency planning book, I guess we'll see what kind of feedback it gets soon. Well, curious about this, Michael. When you look at information security and contingency planning both, what areas do you see are most overlooked by the professionals that you're trying to reach? Uh, really, in both cases, I call it the human element. Uh, in terms of security, as our technological solutions improve, the bad guys are going to go after our weakest link, which is the people. That's not an insult against the people. People want to do their jobs. They want to be helpful. They don't want to stand in the way. So there's there's many ways that bad guys can leverage that by you know pretending to be an authority or pretending to be someone who needs a favor really quickly to get them to give up confidential information. So you can have all the best technology in the world. You can have full, secure, strong laptop encryption. But if your users write their user ID and password on a post and stick it on the laptop, if it's lost or stolen, for all intents and purposes, it's not encrypted. If your users are not trained in how social engineering works and they give up their user ID and password to someone who calls and purports to be from the help desk, again, you basically just, the system has been breached and it's not so much their fault if they haven't been exposed to these are the methods the bad guys are using and these are what you need to do to combat them. We're the information security professionals. We know this. When I get phone calls from someone reporting to be my credit card company, I'm really paranoid and usually I say, Thanks. I'll call you back on the number that I know is yours because it's on my statement or on my card. I, I try not to do business with people who call me because I'm just paranoid that way. It's uh, necessary for my profession. It's a matter of teaching those kinds of things to users. With the contingency planning book, it's also about the people, but when you think about it, you know, a lot of people think about business contingency planning as being about disaster recovery. Well, you know, if, a, if a natural disaster destroys your facility, PCs can be replaced. If you've got your data backed up, especially off-site, it can be replaced. It's your people that can't be replaced. And so not to be morbid, but there is a true disaster or a fire or something bad happens, people can be lost, or they just might move on in, in, in the normal course of their lives. You need to make sure that their processes, the things they do, are understood and can be replicated by someone else if the event arises. Michael, give me a sense of what you do in your in your day-to-day job to try to make a difference based on your experience of having compiled this this, this knowledge and shared it with people. Um, well, you know, we um, we in the security field we sort of have the thing we say, well, we try to be business enablers, not disablers, and and all that. You know, we very often have to put our foot down and say no. Actually, it's very funny you ask that question. Just today, literally half an hour before this conversation, I got a call from someone who needed to get access to a website, a file sharing website, where you know you can post files and someone else can post files. And we don't allow that because a person could access this site, post confidential information, and we'd have no way of tracking where it went. So we don't allow access. But in this case, she just needed a 30-second video that was a commercial, a public relations commercial that someone had prepared, needed to be reviewed, and she said she needed to see it today. Because, you know, it's a 30-second commercial. In most cases, I could say, yeah, who wants to work from home, but it's a 30-second commercial. Go home and watch it tonight. But she said, I need to look at it and review it today. I said, well, tell you what, let me see if I can go get these WAV files, pull them down to my computer, scan them for viruses, because I'm that sort of person, and then I sent them off to her. And she's 
no lie, I finished the, setting the last one five minutes before I came down here to start to talking to you. But it's just that kind of thing that, you know, I use my, quote, superpowers that I can get out to the Internet to be able to get the files that the person needs, check them for viruses because I'm thorough, and then I sent them along to her. Well, with these superpowers, Michael, what are your career aspirations? Do you want to continue to write? Do you want to stay in the information security profession, move up in banking? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, definitely. Well, I, mean, I like to continue to write. It's something I've done since I was a kid, and actually my first job out of college was as a newspaper reporter, so I, I do a lot of writing. Actually, I'm working on a book of short stories right now, and hopefully can start soliciting publishers really soon, but we're not quite there yet. But in, in terms of my career here at the bank, just, just my job is to keep, keep studying and learning information security and getting better because the bad guys are getting better and there, there's, there's more of them. I, I should have thought to look up some statistics, but y you know, no one needs to have the actual numbers of the number of examples of identity theft from two years ago versus today. We all know those are rising. I did read an article just yesterday that said for the first time, the number of Cyber crimes. I don't know if it was number, victims, dollar loss, whatever. But it was, it was the whatever measure of cyber crime this year is was first for the first time greater than the measure same measure of real physical crime. So cyber crime is increasing because it's easy. You know, again, you, you can send out a billion spam emails. You can uh, convince people to go to websites which download the keystroke loggers, which uh, records their online banking credentials, which allows the bad guys to steal your money. That's very prevalent right now. They're improving their t techniques all the time. So we on the information security side have to keep up and try and improve our techniques all the time too because I've got a, I've got a day job. It's generally, you know, 9 to 5 and I do information security. These guys can work 24-7 on being bad guys. And yeah, they've got good contractors as well, I understand. Yeah, they do. Michael, I'm curious, what kind of re reaction do you get from management to your, your efforts and to, you know, your first book, certainly? Um, you know, I actually haven't really so much... I mean, my, when I showed it to my, my bosses, they were kind of happy and like, oh, wow, that's really neat, but I don't know if I got really specific feedback. I just, I kind of keep the two separate, you know, the writing world and the, um, and the information security world, even though it is an information security book. So for other banking and security professionals especially that want to make an impact in their job, where would you advise them to start? Um, well, I mean, for anyone in the banking industry, I, well, anyone in any industry, I would just say try and learn as much as you can about security issues because, again, it impacts your business life as well as your home life. You, you've got to know how to protect yourself at work as well as at home because you don't want to have some kind of incident where you allow the bad guys to get your work credentials any more than you want people to get your personal credentials. And it's just it's too easy these days with the number of different accounts we use and we've got our bank accounts and we've got our email accounts and Facebook and there's just... It's a lot to keep track of on an individual level, and so it's very easy to slip up and make a mistake when it comes to hearing from someone who you think is a friend or this or that or the other. And, and the same thing applies really in, in the work arena. For an information security professional, I would uh, say the exact same thing I said about myself. It's just try and learn, try and read, try and learn, keep up with the newest threats and the newest um, countermeasures, read magazines, go to conferences, read books, because this really is not a static profession. It, it continually is evolving, and we do have to evolve with it. Well, Michael, thank you for your time and your insight today, and good luck with your second book, Scrappy Business Contingency Planning. I appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for your time. We've been talking with information security professional and author Michael Cease. 
He's the author of Scrappy Information Security and forthcoming Scrappy Business Contingency Planning. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.